Today's scriptures speak speak of God's desire to take care of us in our thirst for that spiritual fullness that we have not always acknowledged, but we always search for. In Exodus, the people of God cry out, grumbling against Moses. The word itself is a grumble, grumbling against Moses, and God responds with an abundance of water, a great cosmic sign that God will not abandon them in the desert. They had had a recent experience of crossing the Reed Sea unharmed. Had they forgotten that God had a way with water? Generations later, Paul tells the Romans that their hope will not be disappointed. The love of God has been poured into your hearts through the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then John's wonderful story of the woman at the well, where Jesus identifies himself as the wellspring of abundant water welling up to eternal life. God is imaged as a great sister. The well is deep, the woman points out. Indeed, the amount of the life offered by God in Jesus is beyond our imagining, but not beyond our reach. So this is a story of hope, of healing, and of joy. And for us, it prefigures all that Easter celebrates. In the midst of our Lenten journey, this is our story. The woman at the well who is without a name is each of us. Our thirst is a spiritual thirst for meaning, for honesty in our hearts, for integrity in our relationships and our choices, for something so much more than we can manage with our own buckets. The story is a call to radical discipleship of the gospel. Like the disciples, we leave our nets. Like the woman, we leave our buckets. Like the twelve, we leave our boats, our fears, and our insecurities. Like all of those who came forward to hear and touch Jesus in his ministry, we let go of our hesitation. Sometimes our comfort, often what is familiar, and we stand before the one who loves us beyond all measure, and we say, give me some of that water that I may never be thirsty again. There is a saying in Eastern spirituality, not only do the thirsty seek the water, but the water seeks the thirsty. Not only do the thirsty seek the water, but the water seeks the thirsty. As the people grumbled, the Lord God sought them out. The woman came to the well to find water, but the water that would satisfy her deeper thirst was waiting for her. 
The thirst she thought she had was left behind in an empty bucket, and the refreshment she didn't expect found a deeper thirst she didn't know she had, or perhaps she wasn't ready to acknowledge it. The amazing truth of this story and of our spiritual thirst is that the water of new life in the person of the risen Christ waits for us and finds us. The scriptures are full of such stories. The father of the prodigal son, the person of Zacchaeus, the lost sheep, all stories of God coming to meet them, going out in search of, reaching out to satisfy a thirst, a hunger, a desire for more than they expected. When Helen Keller discovered, even in her blindness, that W-A-T-E-R was what gushed from the pump into her hands, she discovered a whole new world opening up before her. And so the woman fled from Jacob's well to become the first catechumen, the first evangelist, the one who would spread the good news that she had discovered about the Messiah to her village, to the community that became believers. We think of another woman, Mary Magdalene, who after the resurrection fled from the empty tomb to tell the others the news of the resurrection. Our friend and scripture scholar, Sister Diane Brigant, says that although we think of ourselves as being born from the earth, as was the first human being, we are really children of the water. Just as the earth rose out of the water of the cosmos, so we too rise out of the water of the baptismal font to be bearers of the water of new life to others, vessels of the very spirit of the risen Christ. Thirst makes friends of all of us, and the water of God's grace turns us into wells of remarkable goodness.